What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Serious Talk Podcast brought to you by Serious Archery Products and Tough Head Broadheads. I'm your host, Connor Akers. Today, we're bringing back Shane Mowry from Bone Maniacs. Last time we had him on, we talked about some of his recent elk hunts and some of the spring bear hunts he went on. And today, we're going to finish out the rest of his season. We're going to talk about some of the whitetail he killed. We're also going to talk about some of his some of his ideas for Western arrow builds. We're going to talk about whitetail hunting tactics, you know, just all the basic stuff along with some arrow building. But before we get into it, I want to remind you to check out our website at SeriousArchery.com and use the code SeriousTalk10 to save yourself 10% off your first order. We also have a code for Huntworth, uh, Huntworth Camo. It is SATV15. It'll save you 15%. And don't forget to check out Latitude Outdoors for all your saddle needs. All right, I'm going to roll the music and we'll get into the episode. Welcome. To the Serious Talk Podcast, your source for all things archery. All right, welcome back to another episode, everybody. I have Shane Mowry from Bone Maniacs on the line. How you doing, Shane? I'm doing great, Connor. How about yourself? Oh, I'm not doing too bad. It's a nice day here in good old West Virginia. Well, we're getting rain here in Idaho, man. This is just uh, it's a good day for a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so you, you said you're um, you're in the shop today? Yeah, I'm in the shop. In the shop, um, I actually I got to get some uh, some two or fours built and some uh, trad stars. So, um, okay. and then uh, I got to get some more inventory here, man. Yeah, uh, you you actually sell some of our arrows for your customers out there, right? I do. I do. Why don't Why don't you give a full rundown of your shop that you have? Because I don't even think I fully know what all you've got going on in your shop there. Well. Uh, yeah, I mean it's it's a little bit of everything um, so far because I have the the taxidermy studio that's here um, that I do the taxidermy with. Okay. I have an indoor range, um, and that's where we we do a lot of the S3DA um, instructions and and uh, um, for the kids, you know. Um, so I had the classes there for that. Um, besides that, the, at the multi-purpose uh, room there at the school here in Kamei, uh, and and really, man, it's between the bows of uh, selling bear archery, Siberian coolers, you know, rundown, Vortex optics, uh, your all's products of all the the serious brands, um, from the Trad Store, the 204, the Balkans, the Supernovas. Uh, the Orions, uh, and then the Phoenix on the crossbow bolts. Nice. Um, like I was saying, I'm getting I'm getting low on inventory. Hoffman boots, uh, the final rest products, uh, Boeing archery. Any any really any components as far as uh, archery uh, within my partner's realm, um, we carry it here. So pretty much a full archery shop right here, um, and it's and it's kind of nice too, is because. You know, I'm three hours to Spokane and five and a half hours to Boise, and there's really nobody in between. So I'd say you stay pretty busy. It's really nice. Even though, we're, yeah, you know, um, I haven't fully opened up uh, to the public full time, um, mainly just because uh, you know how things have been, the construction part of things. Right. But um, you know, yeah. just just a small little shop, but we make do and be able to push push a good bit of products out you know as far as that's concerned so sweet um sweet kind of 
kind of everything in a nutshell of what we what's going on. So we got a lot more brands coming on. So, um, heck yeah, yeah. Well, last time we so, talked, we talked all about uh, the elk you shot and all the bear and everything. And after our last podcast, you killed a lot more stuff. So, how, how many whitetail did you kill last year? Uh, actually, um, I was actually able to get two whitetail um, here in Idaho. So, uh, not not as many as I needed. <laughs> right. <laughs> but <laughs> I was able to get both of those tags, uh, you know, filled there with whitetail. Um, I didn't do a whole lot of traveling right. last year, uh, you know, but, but, uh, whitetail here, we have some good whitetail. I think, uh, most people look at, you know, Montana, Idaho, um, Washington, um, that's like, yeah, you know, yeah, they have whitetail, but I'll tell you, man, uh, we've killed some really good whitetail. Um, I say we, my wife and I, myself, my family, um, uh, a lot of friends like, there's good whitetail here. Yeah. Um, are they hard to hunt? Yeah. You know, it's, it's not all about hunting in a tree stand a lot, you know, like the Midwest style or anything like that, but, um, just because of the terrain, right. But we do have, um, you put in the time. I mean, most people snub at a one thirty, one forty, but you know, here that's good whitetail, you know, it really is. Um, I've, I've got a one sixty, you know, one sixty eight actually. So, you know, um, there's, there's some good stuff here. There really is the genetics here. Um, I'm not trying to sell anybody to come out, but, <laughs> you know, but, but you know, um, there's a lot, you know, there's a good bit of, a bit of whitetail here. So what are your, what are your whitetail tactics in Idaho? You're the only person I've ever really seen. I guess I, I'm just not in the Western atmosphere, but I didn't know people really hunted whitetail out there. I thought it was all mule deer and elk. So what, what are your tactics? You know, a lot, a lot of it has to do with like where, where we live here in the topography of where whitetail really thrive. So we have a lot of ag ground. Um, and really, as far as the rut is concerned, um, you know, it, there's snow on the ground at that point. And so and my tactic's pretty simple. I just find a to and from, you know, because they're, you know, either out feeding or they're out chasing on, uh, you know, chasing as far as the rut's concerned. So, I usually just like setting up ambush style uh, tactics, running the food sources, and knowing pretty much where they're going to be. And it's kind of it's kind of really weird of like how mule deer and whitetail they kind of you know most people's like oh, you know there's some cross beating or whatever you know what I mean maybe I don't know you know I I don't I don't really know all the science behind that I, I can see where where it could happen. You know, but for the most part, mule deer will run off whitetail, whitetail will inhabit mule deer, you know, that, and I see this on either on our ranch or the ranches over in Washington, wherever there's whitetail, for the most part, <laughs> uh, there's whitetail, you know, and yeah. on the other side of the canyon, there's mule deer. Mule deer are funny, you know, they're really funny animals, um, about just their habits and, uh, the way they eat, um, you know, kind of getting all subject on a tactic, but it, it all comes back to is like mule deer, just say, for instance, you can, you can feed, um, in Washington, I'll put down corn, uh, a mule deer will walk right by it. <clears throat> won't even think about eating it. It'll walk over and eat some sage. A whitetail comes in, eats the corn, walks by the sage. So, <laughs> you know, there's a, 
they're really strange animals as right. far as that's concerned. So, um, pinpointing, uh, whitetails for the most part is not really that much different from the Eastern side of, of hunting them, you know, back where you guys are in Appalachia have hunted there, and, you know, you have the mountainous terrain and then, you know, where are you, where are you going to hunt them at? Well, you want to either set up an ambush style on pinch points or, or, or funnels or whatever, the same tactic here also i mean we're just working with steeper terrain and trying to get them into the food sources um you know so uh that late season around um late october first of november that's when i really like to hammer out the white that's when you start seeing the big bucks being pushed down to the lower ag ground and then i i utilize those um ambush style tactics to try to get one in and i'm not saying that i don't use tree stands because i i do i do have tree stands up they just haven't provided um much success because the way they migrate down you know we get a snowfall and, and you know a heavy snowfall we can in september um then you know things just start pushing down off the mountain so try to get into the ag ground and, and just set up ambushes as far as that's concerned so i don't think it's real rocket science um one of the things that um, I've been told I don't uh, say enough of is a, is giving some knowledge out there about how I hunt. I like scent lines. I, I run scent lines. I run a, uh, a scrape all year long. Um, I put out pre-orbital gland. I use that all year long. Um, and then I'll either use, um, use a vine. I know scrape fix with, uh, uh, has a vine. Um, I've always used a manila rope you know, as far as that's concerned. So you can either use either or, but running, running those scent lines in a community scrape, um, all year long. I mean, I can get inventory of what's around. So, um, that's, that's pretty much my, my success, you know, without laying out a, a detailed plan yeah. on the topography like that, you know, um, I, I, I've learned early on, there's like one way that whitetail really communicate. And it's not any different than, where I've hunted, whether it's in Ohio or Kentucky or, um, Kansas, uh, just running pretty over the gland. I, I don't know that I don't, I don't like using estrus. Yeah. Um, I know folks do, but like, it's such a hit or miss type deal, you know? Um, and it's almost uh, kind of like, um, you know, uh, elk or something like that. You know, it's, it, you gotta really be in the wheelhouse before them to really engage but i found like with uh the pre overload gland um that just works really well with with all bucks you know and you can really find uh it, it really has everybody coming into the community if you will you know what i mean yeah. so it's kind of like hey there's a feast going on they all smell it you know what i'm saying right <laughs> so they'll come in and it's and it's an odor that's not uh confrontational or you know or whatever they they're they want to see who's new to the area and i think that's why um pre gland is so successful uh just not a lot of people use it you know or they don't know about it or something like that and it's really it's hard to get you know it's kind of funny because um uh while i was back uh east uh hunting uh there's there's guys actually probably in your neck of the woods you may even know it. I mean he makes the stuff. It's called Smokies. Are you familiar with that? I think I have some Smokies um, in my in my closet actually. Oh, <laughs> good deal. Yeah, because uh, 
Um, I've been I've been using his stuff for a long time. I mean, I I won't even I won't even insult him. I think he makes some of the well, actually, it probably is the best. But uh, he's getting up there in age. <laughs> you know, he's an old trapper or something. You know, right. from from what I know. Um, and I I use I've always used his stuff. You know, um, it's pretty it's pretty spendy, but <clears throat> I would hate to even think of how many uh eyes and you know all the junk that he collects around the pre-order <laughs> oh, gear yeah. that actually <laughs> you know yeah so i'm curious about like when you're using the pre-order gland are you just using that to establish a new site are you refreshing it year round what what are you doing there yeah so i'll use it on a new site to collect inventory like yeah. i didn't take for instance i was just over my property uh getting ready for uh you know let me back up a minute so I, I hit to start hitting this properties when the snow will allow me to, you know, sometimes you just, you can't get in because of the snow. Of um, I was just able to get into our Washington property um, over the weekend. Uh, and on Monday, we were getting cameras set back up and getting panels put back on and, and battery packed up. Um, I start now, I start putting that out in new site sites, you know, um, and really, I think I think you learn something every year. Um, even even I mean, it's a big big country, so trying to establish new sites. You're like, wow, you know you know that buck's there, but he's only. And this, there's a lot to be said for this. Like when guys say, "Well, the buck is uh, he's nocturnal." No, he's not. He's nocturnal. Where you got that camera? Exactly. <laughs> you know. So you know what I'm saying? It's oh, like yeah. I hate when people say, "I was like, come on, man, you, come on." <laughs> you need to find out where he's at in the daylight. Once you find that out, then he's dead. Um, you know, that's with the out, you contaminating the site. Right. right. So, yeah. um, you know, so I, I, uh, run these sites and I'll, I'll start out new pre-overall sites. Uh, and I did that over the weekend. So, um, and immediately, uh, it, it's, it's crazy. <laughs> crazy. We start talking about this because I was actually telling the wife, I was like, Hey Gina, look at this. <laughs> no more than we got back, which is a three hour drive. I'm like, <clears throat> we have bucks <laughs> that's in there checking out the site and their nose in the air really? around the uh the over. Yeah. I'll have to send you over a picture. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> because cool. of the tacticam it's going off, you know, like yeah, this I mean it's like the smells like who's new here? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> who who is this guy? You know. Um of course you can tell, you know, because, I mean I've seen some some nubs and stuff, some growth that's coming on around, you know, uh, Kansas, Kentucky now. And I was like, holy cow, we don't have anything like that yet. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, you can just, this is almost like a still a red spot, you know, but, um, uh, it works. And I think, uh, you know, starting it off and finding that it just gets, uh, gets the deer used to coming into that area or you're just finding them there or, you know, you know, it's like, Oh, that's his core inhabitant, you know, and, um, and finding that once you establish that, then you can get a game plan together. And that's, that's basically my tactic. Um, and it works for me, you know, um, yeah. you know, as far as that concerned, I, you know, I, I've never been the one to say, um, oh, I'm, I'm going after the biggest or whatever, but it sure is nice to kill a mature animal, you definitely. know, um, and you can find it that way. You know, you definitely can find a mature buck, by using the pre-oval gland. So, um, and, and it works. And, and, and really, uh, with whitetail, it works with 
mule deer also. I mean, it, it, I mean, it's basically the, I don't know if it's the same scent, but it piques their curiosity enough. enough. It's like, Hey, it's close enough, you know? And I I think it's the same way with the estrus. I think, I think mule deer is just a lot more musky than, uh, than whitetail. But I mean, I've seen, uh, mule bucks chasing whitetail doe, you know, here. So, I mean, they don't know any different, (laughs) you know what I mean? So I really don't, I mean, they probably do, but I mean, uh, it's like, Hey, (laughs) this thing's in heat. Yeah. They don't care. Yeah. I'm do. I'm, I'm here for a couple of weeks to do one thing, (laughs) (laughs) you know, know, typical male stuff. Of course. course. (laughs) So, um, but yeah, I mean, that's, that's That's kind of how it runs all year long you know and just trying to figure it out you know trying to figure it out hey if he's a nocturnal there then you need to do some more diligence you know go find go find where his core inhabitant is he's daylight someplace somewhere so just not there oh absolutely and you know and it's that may be tough and like you know parcels you know uh in the midwest or back east where you know there's there's a lot of landowners around if you don't have exactly. large tracks, but it may be tough, you know, it's probably tough that way. It, it's, it's a lot harder out so, here. Cause you know, we just don't have those big pieces. I mean, some people are hunting 15, 20 acres and there's a good chance that those bucks aren't daylighting on your property. Absolutely. Right. So yeah. got to find a reason to try to get in there in the daylight. Yeah, you you know, got to get creative. That's the tactic, right? Yeah. Yeah. 100%. 100%. It may or may not work. I mean, it's, really uh really uh, there's a lot of luck involved at that point i guess right yeah yeah so how many tacticams are you are you running in a year <laughs> a lot yeah <laughs> <laughs> i figured a lot a lot um uh, anywhere from uh 30 to 40 you know um and and that's just my personal and i you know because i do outfitting and guiding also too so um there's a there's a, uh, a chance that sometimes, you know, I'll run 60 or 70, you know, so, wow. um, there's a lot, a lot of cameras that's going on. Well, it's a lot of, you know, you got, a, um, a lot of property that's, you know, you're just trying to figure it out, you know, and I, I don't do a lot of those a year. Yeah. Um, but you know, uh, when guys come out, you know, I want them, I want them to be successful and, you know, a lot of people got to plan a whole year just to do one hunt, you know, just for a week, you know. So there's a lot of money that's involved. So yeah, you you want to go home with a you want to go home with an animal, and I want them to go home with an animal too. So how in the world do you manage to keep all of those cameras running, battery wise? The solar packs. Really? I mean, that's uh, that's I, I use the solar packs, and they've uh, they've done a really good job. And I, I found that Tati cameras one of the most, I actually did a little video on that yesterday. It's funny we're talking about them, but it's, um, they're really easy. I mean, they're as of any of the, uh, the cameras out there, they're probably one of the most easiest to run That's what uh, I with use. the app. Yeah. They're super affordable too, right? Oh, yeah, I mean, they're cheap. I mean, it's, yeah, I mean, it's, it's really good. Um, what I do find is, is that <clears throat> if I don't put it on unlimited, <laughs> <laughs> you just gotta have them on unlimited, you know. And it's like, and I've looked at some of the other um, cameras and like, yeah, and I've used them too. And I, you know, I've been partners with some of them, and 
I, they're all great, you know, right. but some are, I feel are just, um, in my demographic here, what I've, what I've been using, Tacticam has worked the best. Um, I'm, I'm glad to be partnered with them also, but it, it's, uh, it's a great camera. It's very affordable. I'm, I'm a big fan of them. I think, I mean, you go to the, you go to the store to buy a trail camera and the Tacticam cell camera is about the same price as a normal camera at this point. So might as well just buy a cell cam. Well, absolutely. I mean, for, you know, 120, 130 bucks, you know, um, it's, uh, you know, if you get them on sale, they're even cheaper than that, you yeah. know, um, here in the shop, you know, I think we got the gen twos and the pros. So, I mean, it's, it's really inexpensive. And if you look at some of the other ones, I'm like, yeah, how are you selling them? They're like 200 bucks. <laughs> yeah. Know? it's so, The customer service is good too. I had one that it crapped out on mm-hmm. me. It wasn't, wasn't, um, sending pictures and I, I reached out to them and I think within a week and a half I had a brand new camera. Oh yeah. Nice. So that's always, that's always a plus. Oh, it is. And, uh, especially these days, customer service and getting somebody that can actually pick up the phone and talk to you is, uh, that's a win. Yeah, for sure. Have we got a deal for you? If you have never tried Serious Archery products before, we have a code Serious Talk 10. Serious Talk 10 will get you 10% off your first order with Serious Archery products. If you want to elevate your game to the next level, Serious Archery products. I want to get into some more arrow related topics now. So, you and I, I we, we joke about it sometimes, but we have very different arrow setups. Um, I'm on the heavier end and <laughs> yeah. you're on the much lighter end. So I want to hear, I want to hear some of your arrow setups that you've built for the past year's worth of hunting. Now for all those listening, it's like, oh, what, almost 200 grains difference. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm around the 650 mark most of the time. Oh yeah. I'm at 440. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, between 420, 440, depending on like what the 204s and what uh, outsert that I'm using or whatever, you know, whether I'm going to use the the um, the ethics or uh, the aluminum um, outsert there also. So, you know, it's one that's like 20 gradients and one's what, uh, oh, geez, you can go up to what, 100 grain almost or yeah. is it 90 grain? I can't yeah, remember. Like on the, on the half jacket? Yeah, yeah we have the, you can go, you can go pretty heavy actually, but a lot of people do the hundred grain option. Right. Which it's indestructible, right? I mean, pretty much, <laughs> you know, we're going to stop some Abrams with those things. Yeah. So. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I, I've, uh, I mean, anything, I mean, I've, I don't know. I'm what? five or six animals mostly they're all draw tags away from completing my slam you know so and i haven't found anything that 440 grains won't pass through right um obviously you know people want to have i think it's in the mind you know and and i'm not i'm not disagreeing that you know having a mac truck hit you uh isn't destructible because it is um the thing that you and I've had this conversation is, is that, you know, growing up out here and, and, and hunting out West as much as I do, um, you know, most people say, ah, it's unethical to take a shot past 40 yards. Well, I'm telling you, man, like, uh, sometimes you have to shoot 80, 90 yards here. You know, if you, if you want to, um, shoot an elk, well, sometimes 
They just don't, uh, they don't cooperate. I can't get them at five yards all the time. You know, there's a, there's a situation that maybe they're hanging up, um, or a deer, mule deer or something like that too. So, um, maybe you got a blown stock and Hey, he's now at 70 yards. Yeah. And, uh, I want to be able to have the site to roll with that. So, um, I've kind of picked my battles on, on what I wanted to use and 440 seemed to work the best for me. And, uh, I'm able to get, you know, if I need to take a hundred yard shot, then I'll take a hundred yard shot. And I know most people are like, why would you shoot a hundred yards of an animal? If the conditions are right, I'll take the shot. I mean, I've killed pronghorn that, I don't know, we get that on film, I think 126 yards. Jeez. So, I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, uh, it, if you practice it, you can shoot it. You know, I mean, the, like I said, the conditions have to be right. Of course. Um, you know, and, and, you know, shooting veins that aren't sounding like rockets, you know, going through the air, I mean, there's a lot of things into that, you know. So, I mean, I think if people, I think people sometimes jump to conclusions and then they, they let their mouth talk before they really do any thinking. Um, you know, because you see these like archery talk or whatever, you know, and uh, you're like, well, I can't believe you shot 40 yards. <laughs> well, I can, <laughs> you know, is uh, you know, or something like that. Um, so have, having, I guess, what the point I'm saying is, is, is for me, having a uh, an arrow that's not, you know, super light, you know, it's 440, it's not. You know, those guys that shoot lighter, I'm sure, those guys that shoot way heavier. But for me, um, if I'm able to make a uh, an excellent shot on something, I want to be able to have <clears throat> um, the range if I need it. And that's the reason. You know, I don't want to run out of sight tape if I'm shooting 600 grains, you know, because really if I'm shooting 600 plus grains, um, the max that I'm, that I'm finding um, – Cause I'll probably be maybe 50 yards, you know, right. uh, before I run out. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree with your, your mindset on that. I mean, out here in the East, I'm not, I'm probably not going to take a shot over 25, 30 yards. So a 650 grain arrow, uh-huh. it doesn't matter. I'm, I'm going to be fine with that no matter what. But if I'm going out West and I know I'll, there's a good chance I'm going to have to take a 50, 60, 70 yard shot, I'm going to change my arrow setup significantly. Oh, Absolutely. And, and really, you know, <clears throat> it's kind of like these guys that shoot long range, uh, with a rifle, you know, these long range shooters, um, with, with the technology that we have today, <laughs> you, I can take my son that's never shot past 400 yards. And if he wants to shoot a dong at 1200 yards, I'll put him in a bench rest, <clears throat> um, and he'll hit that dong every time. Right. <laughs> I mean, I mean, you can, the technology is there. That's the only thing you have to do is know how to squeeze the trigger off, you know, and, and it'll happen. Same way with the bow setup. I mean, technology has come so far that, you know, if, if you can hold it, that bow is going to outshoot, uh, the archer, you know, it is, I mean, it's, that's the way it is, <laughs> you know? So if, if you're comfortable and there's a lot of great shots out there, you know, so if you can shoot, that distance and you're practicing that on a daily basis or weekly. However, if you're comfortable in that shot and you can, uh, read that animal, if you will, that, you know, Hey, they're not all jittery. They're, you know, they're at ease. 
taking that shot, um, I'm okay with that, you know? So, um, and for the most part, you know, yeah, I mean, it's hunting, you know, it really is. So we all make bad shots. Anybody that says they've never made a bad shot hasn't shot enough, you know? So it, yeah. even the best shots out there, you know, um, don't make the greatest shots. It's just the way it is. It's it just circumstances. Absolutely. So, um, that's, that's kind of my views on that. Now on the trad side of things, you know, I, I'm, uh, I think I'm 580 on the, with the, um, on the trad, okay. you know, so getting that up front heavy, uh, on those trad stars, um, you know, uh, I would like to see a 300 on that thing though. I mean, that, that's where I like to see my heavy stuff because I mean, I'm, I'm only shooting, you know, I, at max with my trad, <clears throat> I won't say that because <laughs> I did shoot that bike and that was a little further out of my comfort zone, but I had to, how far <laughs> but, was that? Uh, uh, that was 48 yards, I believe it was. Oh, wow. So That's a poke. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. <laughs> there, was, there was a lot involved. Well, you know, it's kind of like shooting a, a small school bus. Yeah, it's a big <laughs> target. I mean, there's a lot of room for error in there. Yeah. Yeah, it was. Uh, and um, it, it, everything fell into place, you know, on that shot. But uh, but there again, it's, you know, it's... Uh, it, if you're shooting it and you're comfortable in your shot, um, you know, sometimes you got to take a little bit of chance too, right? So right. I don't but, even uh, think I don't even have anywhere uh, I, around uh, me that I could practice 120 yard shots. I'd love to. I just <laughs> there's too many mountains here to get 120 yards most of the time. <laughs> you have to shoot from one ridge to the other, <laughs> pretty much. Oh <laughs> uh, why? Well, yeah, I mean it's uh, oh jeez. Yeah, we we're, there's nothing but open land out here, you know. Oh, it's yeah. just uh, just a difference, you know. It's different uh, um, topography, you know, just everything, you know. It's just different style of hunting, and um, you know, I, I hate I hate seeing those type of posts, you know. And you see them too, you know, where where people ridicule and like I can't. Well, it's like man, yeah, just step back and and unless you've been out there and experienced it, then uh, you don't understand, you know? Yeah. I think no matter what you do, so, someone's going to say you're wrong online. So what's the point in even caring? I don't anymore. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like you're clueless, you know, go yeah. on. <laughs> you know? Oh yeah. So, yeah. yeah. so that's, um, that's kind of how I am. Yeah. Uh, like your, your elk arrow versus like your mule deer whitetail. Are you shooting the same thing all year? Are you switching? depending on the game. Nope. Don't, don't do anything different. Really? Uh, it's still 440, right around 440. I, uh, you know, keep it all the same. Um, one elk was, uh, 60, what was it? 65 or 68. I can't remember. It was somewhere around there. One elk was that the other elk was like, uh, I shot it, shot in at the bed, you know? So, uh, that was like a 22 yards or something like that. So, nice. Um, and it got, uh, <clears throat> and actually it's something that, uh, I don't do. I've never done. I'll probably won't ever do it again. I, I wanted to try out, um, a mechanical okay. on an elk. Um, I think in, in the perfect situation, it's fine. Um, 
elk have really tough hide, you know, it's not like a white tail or a mule deer. Yeah. So their, their hide is really tough. The bone structure is even, you know, of course, you know, they're, they're a lot tougher, but, uh, and they're just a tougher animal in general. So, um, taking the chance of hitting a mechanical, hitting a rib, um, you know, is, uh, you always have that in there too. It's like, what if, but, um, you know, here again, you know, you take the shot for the most part, you'll see where they're going to bed up if they do after you shoot them. But, um, I was happy with how the mechanical performed. Um, but I, I like two blade. I mean, I've always been a two blade guy or, yeah. or preferred a two blade, you know, um, I've been with companies in the past that have three blade. They, they've worked great. Don't get me wrong. But, um, uh, two, two blade is, uh, has by far been my favorite. And I think, um, I don't know. Turn of time, right? I mean, you can't reinvent the wheel. What's what's always flown better? <laughs> you yeah, know what yeah, I, mean? I mean, as far as that's concerned, you know. Yeah. Um, no, I'm right there with you. There's yeah. a reason why there's two blades. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, if your bow's tuned, your arrows uh, spined right, and you know everything's uh, done correctly, um, then there's no reason why that arrow's not gonna you know, perform like it should. Yeah, you're not. Gonna <clears throat> or you're going to shoot darts. Right. You know? No, absolutely. Um, so, uh, um, but it, it worked, you know, and point being made, the, the mechanical work, I mainly want, did it for myself. You know, I was just like, hey, man, I've never, I've never killed an elk with a mechanical. Let's try it. Let's try it, yeah. Um, I won't say it was flawless, but I got to, I got good penetration, but I didn't get a pass through. If I was, I think that if I was shooting the two blade, I'd have had a pass through. Okay. Um, but you know, just so much of that, uh, inertia was taken out on that kinetic energy from those blades deploying upon impact that, you know, that's a lot of energy taken out. Right. Yeah. So, um, if it was a two blade, um, I think it would have been like, Oh, wow you know, for sure. Well, I know it's been a while because I've done it before, you know, <laughs> but, but, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's just one of those things like, ah, you can't do this. Well, yeah, I am. <laughs> I mainly did because somebody said, no, you can't. <laughs> so, <laughs> That's fun. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's always fun, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so as a taxidermist, I bet you've got all kinds of stuff mounted of your own, don't you? Yeah, we got moose, we got all that, white tail, muley, black buck, pronghorn, bison, uh, sika, axis, Jeez. hogs, javelina. I don't know. I've got all kinds of stuff in here. I gotta go to the other room and look too. Do, do you keep um, them in the, in the shop <laughs> yeah. or do they go in the house? Oh, they're they're in the shop. Uh, they're in the house. They're everywhere. everywhere. They're in the <laughs> sheds. <laughs> yeah. So, like, do you, do you mount uh, all the elk you the, kill, or do you do Europeans on most of them now? No, no. You know, here, here's funny. Like, uh, there's not a, uh, elk that I've shot and, like, sheds I've picked up over the years. I don't know. Man. I didn't grow up with a lot of money, so <laughs> whatever I had, it's like, hey, man, I'll give you 500 bucks for those elk sold. You know yeah. I mean? <laughs> so, uh, I, man, I, I didn't really start keeping a lot of stuff, you know, um, I mean, it's worth money. I, right. I mean, so you see some of these guys that, you know, they have a back of their Toyota, 
a little Tacoma filled up with sheds and there was like five grand. So, um, I, I'm personally not one to just purposely go out and, uh, look for sheds, you know, I'll take the kids or whatever. But, um, the main time when I'm shed hunting is when we're running hounds. Okay. I'm not going to pass one up, but I'm not going <clears throat> to, you know, there's, so much else is going on with, with what we do. Um, you know, we, we just keep, you know, that's when we pick them up. I don't purposely go out and look for them. <clears throat> so does Idaho have a shed season? I, in some parts, in some parts, like on the migration and stuff like that, over towards, uh, Grand Junction or, uh, um, Grand Island and, uh, towards the, the Montour places. Uh, yeah, there's a season that you, um, you can't start shed hunting, you know, kind of like with Wyoming around Jackson and the yeah, boy yeah. in that areas. And stuff. So, um, there is a, there is a season in some, some places. So <clears throat> some guys, you know, I mean, of course we always see it. It's like they, uh, they get in there and, uh, do the evil deed and they get caught. Right. right. So, yeah. but, uh, Those guys out there uh, are ruthless. For people some go sheds. It's crazy. Oh, ruthless yeah that's probably putting it lightly i mean they would <laughs> kill over a shed <laughs> you un- know like whoa dude you can have it right. with that it's just unbelievable how crazy <laughs> they are for it yeah i'm like yeah it's it, it really is um it's it's gold to them you know yeah i guess there's money involved i, mean, so. I don't well yeah i mean it uh it really is i've uh i mean i've i've been keeping some more just because the kids are like this and like um you know i i started taxidermy a long time ago and i always thought well you know when i get older and start retiring into things then that's what i'll i'll focus everything in well it just started a little a little earlier than than i thought so um i'm like oh i need to touch up some of my skills i better mount this (laughs) (laughs) that's good (laughs) you know things like that so takes all three to make it work, you know, oh, yeah. just the way life is these days. Right. Well, that's cool. You got a lot of, you got a lot of cool stuff going on out there between hunting and taxidermy and arrow building. You stay pretty busy, I'm sure. Yeah. Yep. Yep. We stay, uh, stay pretty busy. My wife had me up, uh, yesterday trying to get a greenhouse going. Oh boy. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. Nah, I was thinking about other things. <laughs> <laughs> well, you got anything new coming out on carbon anytime soon? What do you got going on there? Yeah, so uh, we should have, I think, uh, Connor. That's why you got that wrong text that one day, right? Because I, <laughs> I was oh, yeah. texting my cameraman and uh, I was like, hey, what's going on? What are you talking about? She, oh, wrong Connor. <laughs> wrong Connor, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, actually, I think we're going to have something drop uh, as a little teaser here. Um, he's working on it now. Um, you know, just just everything, like what we got going on for this year. Um, every year you try to, uh, I don't know, man, you, you try to figure out what somebody else is. Um, you try to figure out what somebody else isn't doing, I should say. Yeah. And... And, you know, the hunting industry has changed so much in, you know, the past, let's just go back away, this past 20 years, 15 years, 10 years, even five years ago. I mean, things have changed dramatically. And, and, you know, me at 46 trying to keep up with technology is not happening. 
You know what I mean? It's just not happening. <laughs> um, so <laughs> it's, I mean, I'm just being honest, you know, it's just like, I can't, I can't keep up with the guys that are really so tech savvy. Um, you know, as far as like producing, getting the content and everything out there that we need. Yeah. Um, you know, so, so bringing Connor on, um, is kind of a new addition of what's going on. He's got an eye for things. He's done some, some killer, um, um, photography work, cinematography. And, uh, so he's in that generation. It's like, Hey, this is what pounded out. He's, he's a really skilled hunter and he helps me with the guiding as well. So, uh, between steelhead fishing, turkey, all the way up on big game. Um, you know, I, I once again, I got a seven or eight States that we have entries in for, you know, trying to try to chip away at that 29, you know, yeah. without paying money. I'm not, <laughs> <laughs> don't have money to go spend 60 grand on a big orange sheep. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, um, and that's another subject, you know, it's like for anybody to complete a 29 these days, if you're not paying your way through it, you'll never draw all the tags in a lifetime. It's not going to happen. Yeah. Um, with the point creep and, and things like that, it's, uh, it gets expensive. I, I don't, Oh yeah. I mean, it really is. Um, and that's, that's kind of the transition, I guess, where I've seen is like from 20 years ago to now, it's like <clears throat> everybody just wants to kill the biggest on the planet. And I've seen the decline in mule deer out West, um, in the past 10 years, elk, same thing, you know, um, and it's not from like predation, like everybody thinks, <laughs> you know, what I mean? right. um, you know, I think a lot of it comes from mismanagement. Um, you know, I mean, I think that if a lot of the Western states would be more, um, open to the idea of, of, of you know, like how you guys in the East and the Midwest manage their deer. Yeah. If folks here would be more, and I, <clears throat> I mean, I've been trying it for years and I think it works. It works on our properties. Um, of implementing food sources, you know, because all the ranchers here, you know, bluegrass is a big thing, you know, it's cheap, uh, for them to do. Um, and a lot of the wheat farmers have switched over to, to bluegrass, um, because it's easy for them, you know, they don't have to, to deal with a lot of spraying. They don't have to deal with anything other than burn off. And it's good for 10 years. They can reap profit off of that for 10 years. Wow. But it has absolutely no value to the wildlife, you know? I mean, I, I'm looking at, like, tons of bluegrass fields out through here, <clears throat> and I'm like, the only thing that's out there is a couple turkeys. <laughs> I mean, really, it's... Uh, so the guy that's planting sugar beets or canola, <clears throat> guess where all the deer are? Guess where all the elk are? Of course. That, uh, that's where they are. So <clears throat> having a game... Uh, spread out into, you know, throughout the state, uh, or in states, I should say, because it's Oregon, Montana, Idaho, um, and Washington, you know, so, um, uh, I don't know if they're getting lazy or what they, what they're doing, you know, it's just, hmm. it's easy money, you know, as far as that's concerned. So, um, implementing something that's going to be good for the wildlife, uh, I think is important, but 
trying to talk an old rancher into doing something different is like pulling yeah, teeth. Good luck with that. <laughs> you know, so, yeah, it's not going to happen, you know. Yeah. Um, it's really tough. I mean, I've been fortunate as some of the landowners that I, that I, um, that I guide on and, you know, we, we with the leases and stuff, it's like, um, they allow us to, to do those things, you know? And, um, but it, it wasn't overnight, you know, I, I had to actually prove to them that like, Hey, this is, <clears throat> if, if you want to be successful at this and you want me to be successful at this, then we need to start implementing some change, you know, otherwise, you know, just going to take one guy to have one bad experience and then you know people just they move on you right. know and you know pe- people's going to have something to bitch about no matter what you do well, of course. You, know I mean? so, you know so uh you, you want to try to eliminate you know as much as you can i guess but um i know we kind of got off on a tangent there and all that but <laughs> that happens like, a lot there, okay. there's so much oh it does yeah well, you know, everything just kind of like spiderwebs off of off of a conversation, you know. So. Oh, of course. I don't think you could ever have enough information to throw out there for people, no. but um, uh, we could fix the world in just a couple <laughs> conversations. We can try. <laughs> if they would just listen. <laughs> <laughs> That's the issue, yeah, for sure. <laughs> for sure. Yep. Well, Shane, I appreciate you coming on. You bet. Yeah, we're looking forward to seeing what else you put out on Carbon this year. I know you um, you do a lot of really cool hunts, and it's fun to watch. We we enjoy partnered being partnered with you. Heck yeah, heck yeah. Well, <clears throat> I got to. Uh, I'm really I'm really uh, super stoked here. I want to try it out. Those. Uh, uh, I'll bring that up if you don't mind right before we leave. So sure. you guys got the new 204 Supernova. Yep. Um, and uh, I'm I'm pretty anxious to. I haven't got my hands on those yet. Um, we can make that happen. We'll get you some out. I'm hinting. I'm hinting. <laughs> <laughs> I'm picking up what you're laying down. But, but the, <laughs> yeah. Well, the Apollos are like straight out. You know, they're just, I mean. Oh, yeah. Uh, I've had so many people switch and like that come in and I, I'll, I'll name drop. Gold, they've had gold tip, uh, Carbon Express. Um. And the, the Eastern products that's come through the shop and they're like, Hey, can you build me some, do you have these? I'm like, no, I don't carry those. Yeah. And let me show you what I do carry, you know? And they're like, Oh, wow. You know, um, let's, but, and then, then just show them some reasons or, you know, um, and I'm not saying, you know, there's not, I think with the technology that we have today, there's not a bad product, right? But there's right. ways that there's products better, you know? And, uh, you know, and here's the reason. And, and with your all videos of um, uh, just destruction, you know, of like what what you're doing, and you know, you guys kill a lot of big game animals in Africa, uh, shooting through some stuff uh, with some of your heads, and and with the arrows and the penetration, and using the you know the ethics components. Um, I mean, the air is still good. You know, right. um, I've had less breakage with your all's product than I have with any arrow that I've shot. That's awesome. <laughs> and that's stating back about, I don't know, 12 dozen of, uh, Eastern SX 75s over there. <laughs> you know, so, that, they're so old, uh, Connor, that, uh, you guys make it all have to show them too. Like the veins on them are like dry rotted. <laughs> <laughs> nice. 
you know, that's just, you know, a lot of that's like my dad's and, right. you know, my uncles or stuff like that. They're like, Hey, you want these? I'm like, it'd be a good conversation in the shop. And I'm like, the only thing that, that those things are going to do is just sit there and be talked about like, man, I remember when we used that junk. <laughs> yeah. yeah. My dad's got some old arrows that when, when I first got into it, he was telling me, he's like, yeah, always store your arrows straight up and down. He said, don't, don't lay them on their side. Cause they'll bend. It's like dad, I think they've they fixed that now. <laughs> <laughs> They'll bend. Don't look at it. It's going yeah. to bend. <laughs> you know, this is so funny. Uh, I know we're getting all probably gotta go, but it's like there's a guy out here that will only shoot aluminum arrows. Oh gosh. He's like <clears throat> well his uh, his deal is like, have you seen what carbon would do if it's splinters? like could you get that in your body and i'm like the chance of you eating carbon and the chances of a carbon breaking and splintering into the meat I'm like i think most people would have enough sense to cut that out <laughs> i've never heard that before but that's funny i've never i mean i see in a way i get what he's trying to say but that's hilarious sure. that's really funny well yeah i mean uh, i've never seen it to that point of like no. really no nah. That's not, nah, it's not going to happen. It would have happened to someone by now. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. You've never been, I mean, uh, the news media loves that kind of stuff. So oh, for sure, sure. For sure. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Especially if it has to do with hunting. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, of course. So, but no, <laughs> bears have been, uh, have been great. Been a great addition, um, not only to the shop, but everything that I do with bone maniacs and, and then showing folks, you know, like, hey, um, we got we got something here for everyone, you know. Yeah. We got the shop arrow, the supernova's price point is is phenomenal. Uh, the trad stars for all the um, um, the guys that used to shoot cedar and bamboo shafts um, had those guys switch over, you know. Some, I mean, the the. You wouldn't think there's a lot of uh, traditional guys here in Idaho, but there is a ton. Really? It's, it's uh, yeah, it's uh, there's a lot here. There's a lot here, especially in the PNW and around. Um, there's a lot of trad shoots guys uh, do it. So having those guys see the the trad stars and and with the cedar products and their bamboo, they're like, yeah, I can see I can see me buying these, and they do. <laughs> so um, yeah, I mean, or. You know, a lot of times, you know, if they don't want me to, you know, if they just order it online or whatever, you know. Right. So uh, it's a uh, it's a good component. There's almost too much to choose from. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit, yeah. We got a little bit of everything going on. <sighs> well, yeah, and that's good. I mean, uh, if you if you don't have it, you can't sell it. Of course, you know, I'm firm believer in that. Of course. So, well, we'll get you some of those uh, Supernova SDs out to you, and we'll have to bring you back on and let you tell us what you think of them. Yeah, absolutely. I'm gonna I'm gonna build some three hundreds here on the Apollos, the last twelve that I have and get this guy set up and um he wanted them for turkey hunting. So I'm like, Well, you should be fine. I don't think they're gonna break. Probably not. <laughs> you might lose them. Come on back. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we won't be upset if you do well I, I appreciate you coming on with us um you bet you man yep i'm looking forward to seeing what you do this turkey season you bet you bet we'll get something down 
Cool. Cool. I'll catch you later, Shane. All right. Take care, Connor. We'll see you.